on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank road. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where you get to submit the questions. And uh, we give you the answers. Now, you could submit your questions one of a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforseller.com. Or, now that we're on YouTube, if you go into YouTube and you get the Q&AF episode and you go down there and you click subscribe and drop a comment uh, that is a question, we'll pick some of the questions from the comment section on YouTube as well on the Q&AF episodes. Other times you tune in, we have shows within the show. Okay, Lots of new listeners every single time we put an episode out. Uh, you're going to hear a CTI. CTI stands for Cruise the Internet. That's where we put topics up on the screen. We talk about what we think is true, what we think is not true. We speculate on what it all means. And then we talk about how we, as individuals, can work together to solve the problems that's going on in the world right now. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of real talk, just shit that I think you need to hear. And then we have full length. Full length is what uh, you see on most podcasts where we have some people or even one person come in the room. These people have usually done incredible things. Uh, been great successes or whatever it is they've been working on. And we talk about how you can become badass just like them. And then other times we have 75 hard verses. This is where people who have completed the 75 hard program and made a tremendous transformation in their life, in their mental toughness, in their confidence, in all the mental aspects and physical aspects that come along with it. We bring them on the show. We let them tell their story. Uh, and then, you know, you can go and decide if you want to be like them or not, or you can just continue to be a weak little plebe up to you. Uh, if you want to know that program, it's episode 208 and it's for free. I don't sell it. Um, there is books available on my website, andyforsella.com, but they're unnecessary. You can get all the information for free on episode 208 where it explains 75 hard and live hard. So that is the rundown of the show. Now we have this thing we call the fee. The fee is very simple. This means if you like the show, you share the show. It's really, really easy to understand. If we give you value, which I do every single show, I teach you the ins and outs of what it takes to build companies, what it takes to succeed in life. I've been pretty successful. I'm pretty young. I've done a lot of things people my age just haven't fucking done. And I give them to you for fucking free, okay? And also what I do is I talk about the shit nobody else wants to talk about. I do that for free too. And you guys message me consistently and you say, man, everybody should hear this. Well, only way everybody's going to hear it is if you tell people to listen. So when we say pay the fee, what that means is if you, if you find it valuable, if it makes you laugh, if it gives you a new perspective, if it teaches you new skills, if it makes you think, if you think it's helpful, please share the show, okay? And that takes a little courage because I talk about controversial things on the show. But the big problem that we have going on in society right now is that you guys are relying on people like me and other people like that with platforms to talk about things and you're too afraid to stand up and speak up on your own. So let me be your voice, share the fucking show and let's fix what's going on in the world. I think that's a fair deal. So whenever we say pay the fee, that's what that means. All right. What's up, man? What's going on? Double yellow there. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have time to change for the show. Yeah, there you go. I actually had work to do today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, your, I do uh... these other things besides just podcasting and supplement selling. Right, right, right. Or the New York Times or <laughs> fucking Post or whatever, whichever one of them. I'm going to get you some business cards. Say, just what? say supplement seller and YouTuber. Slash YouTuber. YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's so fucking funny what these people say. Like the shit. Like, I, you guys are so afraid of it. Dude, I got the biggest papers and no, news organizations in the world coming at me, and all I do is make fun of them. It's great. Like, all you got to do is make fun of these people. They're fucking idiots. It's great. All right? 
Yeah. So you so so supplement selling's going good. Yeah, supplement <laughs> selling's going good. You know, YouTubing's going good. Yeah, right. I'm just vibing out over here, man. You know, it's all good. Yeah, herbal tea and I'm meditation. About to give me a van. Travel <laughs> around the country. I would never let. You. Well, you got a van technically. You do got a van. My shit is pimp though. It's, it's not. So, I'm not. Listen, dude. My fucking existence is so good. Why the fuck would I want to drive around the country in a fucking van? Yeah. All right. Let's be real. The reason y'all want to do this shit is because you ain't got nothing else to fucking go home to that you're proud of. Maybe you should focus on being proud of the shit that you have going home to instead of hiding from it from going in a fucking van and traveling over the country for five years. And then in 10 years, when you don't have shit, you're going to look back and be like, fuck, dude, I wish I hadn't wasted that time, man. It was beautiful, but fuck, oh, I got to work at McDonald's. That's how it's going to work out for you, man. So build something that you don't want to leave. That's my recommendation. Yeah. All right, that's the show. Pay the fee. Yeah, that's see it. you see, fucking later. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What we got today, no, man? man? What's going on with you? Oh, nothing much. You just man. had a birthday yesterday. Yeah, it was a double decker. Yeah. Yeah, the birthday and, and, Father's, uh, Day. and Father's Day. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, what'd, got, you, what'd you get? I actually got some pretty cool shit, man. I got, uh, I've been interested for- you know, We are here in America. We got to talk about what you got. Yeah, right, right, right. right. We're a bunch uh, of capitalist, materialistic fucks here. <laughs> Sass the internet. No, it was cool, man. I've been uh, interested in for a minute. I guess I've been kind of hinting to Alex, not intentionally by any means. Three ways with dude. Um, yes. Yeah. And she came coming. through. So oh, yeah, good. All right. <laughs> you're invited. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. No, man. But I've been uh, I've been interested in uh, getting into golf. All right. I have. And and uh, so bro, for, I might do that with you, bro. Like I've, uh, it's been like yeah. a serious like I, be, I desire golf, interest, yeah. you know, and uh I've never played before. Um, I always see the you know shit on TVs. It looks interesting. I'm more uh, more so want to get into it for the golf carts. Yeah, and and beer. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, now that <laughs> cannabis is legal, I mean that that's even yeah. better. But dude, it's cool, man. So she got me a, a, a whole golf set, man. It's a a twelve club set. Oh, that's cool, dude. Uh, it's, it's all Callaway. She got me a couple of outfits. I mean, I got everything I need to get started, oh, except bro. the skills. I can't wait to see so. the outfits. <laughs> You're wearing your fucking one of your golf outfits bro, on the show this week. I'm done, bro, because right. they're fucking for, clean as fuck. For Friday show, okay. For Friday show, we're wearing our best golf outfits. Done. All right, I'm in on it too. Shoes too. Right. I, I, I mean, can you wear? You're not supposed to wear those. Like, you're supposed to wear like. That's a question I listen, have. Do you wear those like no. driving to the golf course? No, you put them on. They you put them on there. Listen, your bag's got a little bag area uh-huh. for shoes. I'll, sh- I'll show you. Okay. I played yeah. golf for a long time, but then I quit. Mm. All right. And then I, when I went back, I was so fucking bad that I couldn't do it. I started <laughs> dating this girl in uh like in college. Like I went, I played from when I was like, I don't know, seven or eight up until I was about 20. Mm-hmm. And then I quit. And then when I was like 25, I like there was this girl that I liked and she liked to play golf. So I started playing golf again. I was so fucking bad, bro. I was so bad. Yeah. Dude, it's t- tough, bro. I've done like top golf a few times. I know that doesn't compare. I don't want to hear all you. Well, this no good. I mean, it's whatever, but yeah. I can hit it. You know, I can, I yeah. can see I'm real bad. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll start together. We'll add That's some, fine. you know, sharpen Sal, those. my dad used to be like really good. Golf. Yeah. Like Sal shot par. Like he was a part a par golf. I know what my, that means. Yeah, my dad. Yeah. My dad was like. I've been learning. My dad was like a ten handicap. Okay, so I know what that means too. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, dude, I was never. I don't have like the finesse and the patience mm. for that kind of a sport. Yeah, like I was always like a destroyer. Yeah. Like I was a. I was like a forceful athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was good at powerlifting. I was good at fucking football. I was good at hockey. I was good at shit where there was like 
force mm-hmm. to, to, you know, I was a good hitter in baseball. I hit the fuck out of the baseball. Like the, the, the technical sports, like where it takes like patience and finesse and actual skill. I pretty much suck at it. <laughs> yeah. Like if I can't break it yeah. to win, like it ain't going to happen. Ain't no chance. Yeah. yeah I got you. Well, dude, I'm, yeah, I'll be down, man. Let's, let's, yeah. we, can, like, we can Ed, start it up. Ed's got me all fucking wanting to play golf too, bro. Because like I see Ed getting out there and getting fucked up. I'm like, man, that looks like fun. Don't look too bad. Shot, yeah, throwing <laughs> shot glasses in the fucking bucket from thirty yards away for hundred bucks a pop, bro. I'm I'm Damn. in on that shit. Damn, I'm in. Yeah, I'm down. But like so. apparently he's like such a good golfer. He wins all these fucking tournaments with his son Max. It's like, dude, I could golf for a hundred years and not get on that level. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm just like I said, I just one of those things I want to be able to say, you know, if like you know somebody invites like, hey, you want to go golf? Like, yeah, I can come and I can fucking yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to embarrass myself. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's let's get started, bro. If you can shoot under a hundred without cheating, you're you're a functionally good golfer. Okay, in my opinion. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm I'm down, I'm down, man. So yeah, so that that's what I did. It was a good weekend, man. What about you? Had a good weekend? Yeah, I oh dude, you know I I I uh, didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, let's make some of these people better. Yeah, uh, Andy. Question number one, uh, Andy. With all the technological advancements of AI, mm. you've said before it needs to be regulated. How exactly would that work? I am getting concerned that it may come from my job as my company is starting to fully automate my field. First, it was robots on the assembly line. Now with AI call customer service lines, I am low-key freaking out. Is this something that is even possible to regulate? And if so, how do you do it? And I also would like to know your input. Are there any potential benefits of AI in your opinion? Oh, man. It's a, well, deep, it's a deep question. It is. And the problem here, okay, well, a lot of us try to tell you, all right? And a lot of you kept cheering for it. You've been calling for it and cheering for it and rooting for technology for the sake of technology for a long, long time. Okay, it's been going on since the internet first came around in the late 90s where it started to catch on. And everybody wants to pursue technology, but no one ever stops and asks, should we pursue this technology? And because no one stopped and asked about the internet in terms of censorship, like how do we keep these companies from interfering in the conversation of the facts and the truth? And we failed at that because we've allowed these companies to do whatever they want. Section 230 does not regulate the companies strong enough. They do not have any accountability. They're able, as we've seen for the last three years, to censor anything that we say. And to the point now where it's almost like they've given up because they realize that it's going to be impossible to do, but they're going to continue to try. And the thing about AI is that, you know, while I understand the argument that a lot of people try to make, right? Like I understand the argument of it's a tool. It's not, it's something to look into uh, incorporating into what you do, not to replace what you do, but, and that's, that's okay. That's a, that's a fair argument, right? The internet's a tool. Social media is a tool. AI is a tool. And I think that's a fair argument. However, we have to look at the history of these companies and their overstepping of boundaries with the intended use of these tools. Okay. The internet And social media was created to bring people together. Well, do you think that the internet and social media brings people together or do you think it actually divides people now? I think it's way more division than it is bringing people together. 
It's been now it's been used for propaganda for a long, long time. So the original use of how that privacy invasion. Yes. Okay, bro. I mean, dude, did you not see the story of this uh, guy who got his house shut down by Amazon? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, so there was a guy who has a smart house, you know, has all the Amazon tech, which, by the way, I have none of it. Um, And this is just proof to what I've been telling you, that they listen to you all the time. And so the driver. Nobody talked about that part. Uh, what? I said nobody's even no. talking about that part. So yeah. they listen and audit you all the time, no matter what you say. If you have Alexa in your home, it is on all the time. If you have a microphone in your home that's on a TV or that's on your phone, those things are always on. That's what people fail to realize. And apparently some dude made a racist comment, quote unquote, according to the driver of Amazon. And it's been proven that he didn't, by the way. He wasn't even home. And he shut down. It was a total fucking lie on the part of the driver, which that's a whole nother fucking topic. Mm-hmm. We live in the most racist country in the world where half the fucking racism is fucking made up. That right? exists. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know, and, and who's writing the racial slurs and all the insides of the bathrooms in the schools? Oh, it always comes back to, oh, it's, it's actually the people that they're writing the slurs about doing it. Okay. <laughs> so like, what the fuck? Yeah. First of all, that's a whole nother topic. But the reality of it is, is, we're putting ourselves in a super vulnerable position by pursuing technology for the sake of technology. And so while I can respect and understand the argument that AI can be seen as a tool, you're not thinking far enough down the road and you're also not taking into consideration the precedent that these people who run these tech companies and have access and influence over these tech companies, meaning the three-letter agencies in their own government, you're not taking into effect their, into account their track record of overstepping and what they will use it for. And so now we have these things with AI avatars. And I actually just had this super interesting business opportunity presented to me um, by somebody that I, I totally respect, who's a true fucking legend in the personal development field. Um, and he wants to library his content in an AI format, and he wants me to be in the, in the video with him because he's, he's an older guy. He's 77 years old. Okay. And I'm a younger guy and he wants us to go through the content and it to live on AI, meaning my avatar and his avatar. And you know, the idea is really cool. Like it's a cool idea. However, I, I don't feel right about it because I feel like it morally violates my personal feelings on AI. And I think that AI, you should be scared of AI and those people that are scared for their jobs, you should be. And I tried to tell you this, and I've been trying to tell you this for a long, long time, that technology has to be regulated, and we have to come up with a way to create a situation where um, you can't just replace human beings. And so, like, how to regulate it? How, how would you do it? Um, that could come in many different forms. That could come in, you know, straight up laws that they can do this and not that. I think reasonable restrictions on technology are needed to create the situation where humans are always going to be valuable, all right? Because if you look at the whole agenda of everything that's going on, and you have these guys at the World Economic Forum talking legitimately about depopulating, you have Bill Gates talking about depopulating, you have Anthony Fauci talking about depopulating, you have half the fucking government leaders in the world talking about depopulating in the name of environmental uh, governance, all right? which in reality is not even true. We have a population collapse problem, not an overpopulation problem. If you think about what they're trying to do to replace human beings with technology, 
And then you think, why are they trying to depopulate? Well, it should make logical sense to you that the reason they're trying to depopulate is because they don't need human beings anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't need 8 billion people. They need like a billion. Okay, so these fucking God complex weirdos have decided that they're going to go ahead and try to reduce everything down to a billion and replace everything with technology. And that's the bigger play of what's going on. So you should be worried. Now, how do you regulate it? You have to convince people uh, in our country to make laws that restrict the use of these technologies. However, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Because I think that we've gotten so in line with this idea of pursuing technology, pursuing technology. Oh, this is great. Look how cool this is. Look how convenient this is. Look how this works. Look how this makes my life easier. That now fucking half the world's a fat piece of shit sitting at home, not having a purpose at all because everything's available right at their fingertip. Their entertainment, their food, their companionship through porn. Okay, we go through the list. Like, dude, it's making people legit, like vegetables and legitimate permanent mega consumers of the, I would say, you know, the fascist complex that we have going on. Mm. Okay. The true fascist complex, which is the coordination of government with corporate America to create mega consumers out of the population, which means like, you know, why do they encourage you to be fat? Well, they encourage you to be fat because they know that if you consume their foods, they make money on their foods. And if you get fat on their foods, uh, you need their medicine too. So then you make money on the medicine. And, and then once you, you know, start in that cycle, you consume more of their information. You're on social media more. You're consuming more of their data. So all of these things are synergistic and they're working to create a mega consumer. And this is why I say all the time that personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion because by, through personal excellence, being fit, being intelligent, being wealthy, um, being spiritually aware of what's going on, culturally aware of what's going on, living at a high standard, helping people, bring your neighbors along, uh, improving society. The reason they're so against that is because it reduces their ability to profit off of that particular human being. So they're trying to crush this in culture and they're trying to use technology to uh, accelerate that process. And the reason they push for AI is the same reason they put 400 pound fitness models on a magazine and say health. Okay, because they understand that ultimately it ends up creating a less functional, less healthy, poorer, dumber, mega consumer that they have an easier time controlling. And if those people die, it helps them anyway because they got less people to control. So what they're building is a total jail of technology around the human race. It's not just here in America. And they've got people championing it to come to fruition sooner like all you tech nerds that are out there fucking like bro stop and think about what the fuck you're actually doing there is a whole entire real world out here with air and birds and fucking water and rivers and people and you're you're championing these people removing that for the rest of humanity forever so if i were president how would i regulate it i'd probably make the shit totally illegal that's what i would do um or if you wanted to use it, you, you, pay the same, you pay the same taxes we pay now. If you don't use it and you employ regular people, you get a 100% tax credit. Mm. You don't pay any tax. So there's this like top-down regulation, yeah. right? What, what's the bottom up? What's the grassroots? The grassroots up is, is going to be people having enough discipline to understand that it's not a good thing and not to utilize it yeah. and to reject it. 
You know, the metaverse was rejected, you know, but here's the problem. We have all these young kids who are hungry to, I told you this before, by the way, Mm how did I tell you they're going to usher this in? By greed. By greed. They're going to fucking cater it to to people and business making opportunity, money making opportunities. And what do we have? We have all these young kids who haven't done shit, who don't know shit, who learned how to put prompts in and don't have any real substance. Okay. And this is very dangerous too, because like, let's just say, I don't know. They set off a nuclear weapon in the sky and fucking EMP'd every single electronic device in the world. And you've relied on AI the entire time to build your whole business. Now you're fucking legit dead. You have no skills. You have nothing to fall back on. You can't provide any value as a human being. And the reality that this technology um, is going to create a scenario where we have an entire generation of people or more, entire population of people potentially be literally useless in the real world is a real thing. So, um, the way you fight it, dude, is by keeping yourself in good, it, it sounds stupid, but it's the truth. You keep yourself in high physical condition. You keep yourself in high mental condition. You work to make as much money as you can. You work yourself off the system and you try to do it without using the technology that they offer and becoming a pawn in their game. So, but it needs to be, rela- it needs to be regulated. Government needs to regulate it. They should have learned their lesson with so- social media now social media is so big and so powerful and so influential and so much money pours into the democratic uh, uh, political campaigns that none of the Democratic Party at all will fucking say anything about what I'm saying right now. And a lot of Republicans won't either because they make so much political contribution that they, those people rely on that now there's, there's like this machine feeding the government that the government's afraid to cut off because these motherfuckers are personally walking out worth you know tens or hundreds of millions of dollars because of the contributions that some of these companies make to them. So it's a big fucking mess. Um, the only way it's going to get solved is by people rejecting it and, uh, you know, or the government making some common sense regulations that, that should be made across social media and across the internet. Like social media should not be able to censor at all. They also shouldn't be able to turn your traffic up and down at all. They shouldn't be able to manipulate uh, your traffic because this is how they do it. They manipulate the people who are on their agenda. They give them a whitelist, which allows them to access their whole audience. And then people like me or people who have differing opinions or people who have even questionable opinions of any sort that are outside the norm, they completely fucking block off their ability to have the audience. And that should be illegal. It's communism. It is communism. It should be illegal. Yeah. So, you know, but the government's not doing anything about it because let's be real. The government's a bunch of fucking pussies. That's it. Yeah. I was going to say some other shit, but <laughs> I stop it there. <laughs> yeah, that's real, man. Uh, Andy, I just got promoted into a small leadership role. I have a great relationship with my team members already, and I was trusted for this position because of my work ethic and production. However, I understand that this is my first real leadership position, and I know I'm not perfect or even close to it. So my question is, what are three things I can do right now today to become a better leader for my peers? Well, look, man, leadership is often talked about and most of the time it's overcomplicated because it's very, very simple. Vince Lombardi said it the best. No one's ever going to say it better. He said exactly what it is. He said leading by example isn't the best way to win. It's the only way to win. Okay. And here's the thing. If you truly lead by example, you won't have to learn anything else about leading. Literally. Everybody will just follow you. They will do what you do. They will emulate you. They will live at that standard and it will be natural. 
So what are three things that you can do to make the people that you are leading become the kind of people that you want them to become? Well, those three things are going to depend on where you are as a person. Mm. And I would say if I'm starting with a clay figure and I'm molding them into the perfect leader, the first one is physical presence. You have to become, and this is the truth. People think this is bullshit. There is science behind this, okay? If you are physically in shape, people take you more seriously. That's rule number one. So I would get your fat ass in fucking shape first things first. I would get yourself in mental shape while you're at it too. By the way, I know this program. It's called Fucking Live Hard, all right? It's episode 208. I talk about it all the time. This is how I live. If you do 75 hard and you do it perfectly without compromise, by the time you're done with that 75 days, you will be an exponentially better leader in all areas because you'll be more confident, you'll be more patient, you'll be in physical better shape, you'll be more intelligent, you have learned all of these things about discipline, which will allow you to lead by example at a higher level. And so getting yourself to a point where you are mentally disciplined, you are physically fit, and you are willing to do the job that the other people need to do, and you are willing to do it at a high level every single day, day in and day out, day in and day out, no matter what, that is an example that people will follow. And that makes your job as a leader much easier. The problem with leadership is that most people don't live any of the example and then expect their team to live the complete example. And every single person just reverse the roles. How many shitty leaders have you had that have said, do this, do this, do this, and they do none of it. And the minute they walk out, everybody's like, yeah, fuck that dude. How many you had? We've all had them. So we all know what it's like to be on the other side of that audience. So all you have to do is be the kind of leader that you would have respected when you were sitting on the other side of the audience. And if you become that, the people will follow you. If you don't become that, there's no way to lead them. I see a lot of people out there trying to lead with this authority because of a title or because of a position they have. Bro, people don't give a fuck if you're the CEO. They don't give a fuck if you're the president. They don't care about your title. They don't care about what you own. They don't care about how big your company is. Here's what they care about. Is this motherfucker doing what he's telling me to do? And can he do it at a high level? And until you show them that you are not only willing to do that, but also capable of doing that, you're not going to get much motion out of your team. So that's, you know, I would say the main thing, I, I, you know, you, you say, oh, well, give me three things. That, if you do that, you don't need three things. You only need fucking one thing. All right. And then you can do a lot of things on top of that to make it a little better. But those things are like the sprinkles on the fucking cupcake, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of you guys are trying to like create the sprinkles and you think that's like the main course. The main course is what I just gave you. Once you build that foundation, now you're in a situation where leadership becomes that much easier. You don't have to yell and scream. You don't have to threaten people. You don't have to like fucking be a tyrant. You could just simply fucking do the shit and, and you'll find. And here's the best part. When you actually live this shit, You'll find out who your players are because they will naturally just follow you without you having to say shit. And those are the people that now you can, you know, you can count on, you know, are your strong leaders and you can start to move forward with that. And the people who don't, they kind of cut themselves out automatically, you know, just through their inaction or the complacency of being exactly where they are. So, you know, I mean, if you want three things, you know, I could fucking throw in a hundred other things behind those things. But that isn't going to fix the problem. The problem is going to be this main thing that I'm talking about. You have to live it. You have to be it. And it has to be undeniable. And if you do those things and you become that person, the people behind you will respect it and they will move forward with you. Yeah, I you love know, that. I, I, to, I, I, let me give you just two things to satisfy the question on top of it. 
Another thing with leadership where a lot of leaders fail is they can't paint and articulate the vision of where we're trying to go clear, and they don't do it in a way where the people that are they're leading actually believe it and believe that their dreams are also possible within this mission that we're on. That's a huge deal. Okay. So when you're a leader, you have to be great at painting the vision and tying the why of the mission back to what it means for the individual. And you have to communicate that in your language all the time. This would be things like, you know, hey, look, guys, we're trying to do this and this and this. We're going to build this company that does this and this and this. What it's going to mean for you is we're going to have a tremendous impact. We're going to have a lot of fun, but it's also going to mean you don't have to worry about college for your kids. You get to live in any house you fucking want. You can drive whatever the fuck you want. If we do this, this vision is so big that all of your dreams are going to come true in it automatically. And then the third thing is, guess what? You got to go actually do it. Okay. Because if you preach this vision and you preach these things and you don't take the action and you go to the lake on Thursday and come back on Monday morning and you're all fucked up half the time and you're fat and out of shape, bro, nobody believes the vision. So they're not going to fucking buy in. Okay. And there's a thousand other things, bro. This could be a, this could be fucking 50 hour library of content, but really it comes down to these basic things. But the main thing is you got to live it. You got to be, it. it's got to be undeniable. And if you do those three things, on, on, as the foundation of leadership, everything else is, is sprinkles on the cupcake, bro. Everybody's going to eat. Everybody's going to like the cupcake and everybody's going to be happy. I love that, man. Uh, guys, Andy, our third and final question, question number three. Uh, Andy, I run a construction company uh, building extensions and installing new windows and doors. Based on this, most of my customers are a one-time purchase as once their windows are installed, they don't need to replace them again uh, in their lifetime or however long they are at the property. Uh, Now, you mentioned a lot about customers coming back again and again to buy from you, meaning uh, you have to spend less time trying to win new customers. But what advice uh, would you give for a company like mine that are not seeing return customers every week? Well, first of all, you got to understand every business that I'm involved in is consumable items. Okay. So there's a buying cycle to that. That means it's either a 30 or 60 or 90 day buying cycle. That's from the perspective of where I teach from. Okay. Consumable goods. Um, Your focus should be on being the main fucking window guy and door guy that there is on the planet. When anyone says who should do my windows, they should automatically say Bob. Bob the window motherfucker, right? Like that's what the fuck you want to be. You want to be Bob the window motherfucker, all right? And you want every single person that ever thinks about windows and doors to say, my experience with Bob the window motherfucker was the best fucking experience I've ever had in my entire life. And if you can at least offer that kind of experience to your one-time customer, it's just as good as having them as a repeat customer because if you can create the amazing experience They do the marketing for you because they have all these friends that at some point are going to need a window, are going to need a door, are going to need a repair. And if you make your experience in delivering those items that much more exceptional than anybody else, and this would be easy to do because these companies do not try, okay, (laughs) to where people would at the very least never go anywhere else, okay, you're going to have a library of long-term referrals that come from every single customer that you do. Okay. So you have to think of it like this. Everybody's got a family Rolodex. Everybody has a friend Rolodex. You don't know what a Rolodex is. Go fucking Google it. Okay. I've I've learned. Yeah, I know. So it's a, it's a book of contacts. Yeah. Okay. It's your, it's your entire encyclopedia of anybody that you know. 
Nowadays, it would be like your social media, right? So if you can do such a great job to where someone tells a story about your door or window installation or the quality or the experience that they posted on social and you get enough of these, you're, you're going to automatically create this automatic reputation of, of Bob the window motherfucker, right? Mm. Like it's going to happen and you're going to be that. So um, instead of worrying about the return of, now there's another way to look at this too, but I'm going to cover this in a second. Instead of worrying about them buying more windows, worry about who they're telling to buy the windows from you, okay? And that will accomplish the same goal that we're trying to accomplish with a consumable good. Now, here's another thing you can think about. If I were you, this is what I would think. I would think about ancillary products that you can offer as upsells to these people that get doors and windows that are consumable. Maybe the products that they clean their windows with. Maybe it's a cleaning service. Maybe it's Christmas light decorations or decorations for your home or some sort of ancillary business where it can improve cash flow and customer contact point because the more point the more contact points you have with your customer over the course of time, the more loyal they become. So oh, if you sell them doors in December and they don't hear from you for two years, they kind of forget about you. But if you can come up with a service for their home that they need every spring or every fall, or they need one every four seasons along with this, and you own this company too, now you start to create a synergistic machine of referrals because not only are you Bob the window motherfucker, now you're Bob the Christmas light motherfucker too. Okay. <laughs> so like you're, but there's multiple things that you can do here to increase customer touches that increase revenue, but more importantly, increase the ability uh, and the frequency of customers to tell your brand story, which is ultimately what's going to grow your company. Fuck, man. Yeah. Been doing this for a minute. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That's fucking great. Yeah. Well, guys, Andy, that was three. I, I, that's what I would do. This, if, no, if you're like, asking me what the fuck I would do, I would do the second part of that. I would do such a great job to where there's no doubt that when I walk away, they say, dude, you can't go anywhere else. Yeah, Andy's that guy. Yes. Yeah. And then I would follow it up by working to create little services for the home over the course of time that allow that story to be refreshed in their mind. Okay. Because now if I come back and let's say uh, around Halloween and I do your Halloween decorations, I'm just making this shit up. Okay. Sure. Like there's other things. It could be window cleaning. It could be, it could be all of these things. My point is, is get you, I'm trying to get you to think outside of the windows and the doors and to think how you continuously service these customers in a way that not only makes you money, but also gets them to spread the word of mouth for you because that's the economy that we work in. We work in a word of mouth, um, authentic recommendation, loyalty economy. And we're not trying to get the one sale anymore. Like you guys out there who run these little widget campaigns and your e-com and you're making a couple grand or fucking 20 grand or a hundred grand a month right now. And you think you're rich. You don't know what the fuck rich is because you're in you're using a single tool to create cash flow instead of using the tool to create the brand. And the brand is where the money's made. So we have to widen our thinking. Yeah. Okay. First things first, start with the experience, make it amazing, make it undeniable, make it so they will never call another person for these things ever again. And they will actively refer you because they love you so much to every single one of their friends, you start there and then you work in, how can I, how can I keep in contact? What can I do? How can I reinvest my profits from windows and doors into this thing that now services them three, four times a year where I get to build a real relationship and then they push the business out through the word of mouth and the technology that we have today. 
Man. So it's just a different way of thinking. Oh, for sure. For sure. I feel like a lot of people get always, I mean, I feel like it'd be easy to get caught up in that, right? Like expand your thinking, right? These sounds like, you know, not super complex things to do, but like, where is the hangout? Well, remember, like, bro, I've been doing this for 24 years. Yeah. This is not like I'm just on day one. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm not just a supplement seller <laughs> and a fucking YouTuber. Okay. I'm also pretty well respected in the personal development community. Yeah. I'm, I love it, man. I'm pretty much at the fucking top. I love it. So, I love it. Well, guys, Andy, that's three. Yeah, guys, that's the show. Don't forget to subscribe. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Let us know what you think in the comments, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we're from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed.